0: Happy Tuesday and good afternoon! We have another full-out chat. I am your host, Steve Solberg, and we are in for a treat today. Cannot wait to speak to the head cheer coach at the University of Oklahoma. Yes! Yes! Miranda Noel is going to be joining me here in a few minutes. Uh, Cannot wait to hear her story, her background. I know it's going to be an awesome one. Um, And so, you know, we're going to just jump right into it uh, because I know that we have a lot to cover with Miranda. So I cannot wait to hear it. So like every coach says, let's do this just one more time. Let's go full out. Are you ready? Full out chat you know what time it is? you We got control, we got the right, we got the vision, you lose the sight. We will never stop, what? We got the drop, yeah. What, 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 what time is it? Full. Oh, we're live in five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> Miranda, what's up? How are you?
1: I'm doing well. The best hobby ever. <laughs>
0: I appreciate it is a great hobby I'm so glad that uh, like a lot of us quarantine uh, bored me and so I had to do something with my time.
1: (laughs) No time like the present.
0: I agree I agree Uh, and we'll obviously talk about COVID and how that's affected uh, you at the Oklahoma and everything and uh, but as we talked about on the coach's corner you joined uh, a couple weeks ago got got to see some of your game which was really cool and we'll get to that. But today is about you, my dear. It is about you. I want to hear your story. Um, Got to look through some of those awesome pictures you sent me, so I cannot wait to hear it. So uh, I'll start it out. I mean, like I ask everybody, just let's start from the beginning. You know, where did you grow up? If you would like to talk about your family life and kind of maybe some sports you played, how'd you get into sports and then... Like yeah. all of us, how'd you get pulled into cheerleading? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm actually from a very small, small town um, in Ohio, Southern Ohio. So right, uh, near Kentucky, to be honest. Um, and I was a band kid. Um, I played three instruments, you know, really went hard with band, um, and school and then did gymnastics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents are separated um, and then both are remarried, but they live. I was very lucky um, to be able to kind of go back and forth because mm-hmm. of it being a small town. Um, I grew up um, with a younger sister. Um, and then later, um, got the chance to kind of hang out with the younger brother um, between my stepmom and my dad. Um, and so, you know, just small town feels really mm-hmm. uh, through graduation. Um, Uh, you know when i graduated i uh you know let that gymnastics part go um and i i went to kent state university and this is really random but i got into cheerleading yes there's my gymnastics
0: i want to say that this was a great picture of old school gymnastics yes
1: yes that's fantastic um Yeah, so when I ended up at Kent State, my roommate, or I guess they say sweet mate now, um, but my roommate wanted to try out for the dance team and she didn't want to go alone. So I clearly was not going to try out for the dance team. But I thought, okay, maybe I'll uh, try cheerleading. And I made the team and um, Damon Gladman was my coach then. And, yeah, I'm on the left in that picture with the side buns.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so that's kind of an embarrassing picture. Uh, Those shorts are two sizes too big. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that was my tryout picture right there. Uh, you know, just made the team. They handed me the shirt, and I put it on. So,
0: so kind of just on a whim, you're like, yeah, I guess I'll just try this cheerleading thing, you know, see what, and little did you know where it would lead you down this rabbit hole, as we say. Um, So I'm here with Miranda, head coach at Oklahoma. We're talking about, is your freshman year at Kent State, is that correct? Mm -hmm. So talk about that experience. I mean, you're, you're literally learning cheerleading in college. You're learning about things like how was that learning curve about learning cheerleading, but. I mean, really at the collegiate level, which is crazy.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I'll say it took me about three months to hit a hands lib, right?
2: Uh-huh.
1: Penn State was co ed. Um, so it took me a really long time to get the basics of it. I think gymnastics helped me, but that hollowed position just made me come off the front a whole lot. So it was a very, I would say, frustrating three months. You know, um, the basket, the tumbling side, that gymnastics definitely helped with that. But it took me some time to adjust. Uh, I would say DeMond uh, put a lot of effort and time into me uh, to get me kind of going.
0: <laughs> For those that do not know DeMond, um, <laughs> DeMond is DeMond. He is such a great dude. Uh, he actually has come to some uh, Purdue games. He lives in Indianapolis now. And so, like, I mean, he when I was – uh in college so i'm dating myself here oh one to oh four or oh one oh five at wisconsin damon like he led game planning class he was gpc guy and so like i i mean damon his energy is great so i could just i could see him like really focusing on you and like helping you out saw the potential in you um i mean so uh, so i mean you got the princess Leia uh side buns going which i'm all about so i mean talk about then uh, as people know like you ended up going to moorhead Obviously, yeah. a powerhouse in the cheerleading world. Um, kind of like, how did that come up, and the decision to go from Kent State to Morehead State?
1: Okay, so you know, one of the other things that Damon kind of got me into, aside from cheerleading in general, was UCA staff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've been doing that uh, in the summers, and Ohio is ground bound. So mm-hmm. every camp I did, my whole first summer, all twenty camps, was just dancing and jump class and you know cheers and you know it's crazy to think about that then but i really didn't do much stunting uh you know at work week you got to do a lot and i will say david clemens and david took mm-hmm. and reese white actually really took mm-hmm. the swing once i got to staff and would play around with me yeah um mm-hmm. you know in between classes and during lunch breaks and stuff at camps um and Basically, I met Tony actually at camp, and then um, you know just got that opportunity to go down there and try out. And I I transferred my junior year there, so okay. I had my junior and senior year, and then my two years of my masters.
0: Okay, so oh, so you did you did two years at Kent State then? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I guess kind of looking back, doing all the groundbound stuff actually taught you cheerleading probably pretty well Uh, like the actual cheerleading yeah (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) which is great um i mean we'll talk about your staff because i mean that's where i know you best is from you as a staffer college staffer you've always worked with my teams and have been excellent and so um i know we'll, we'll get to college staff and everything but as you mentioned you met you met tony nash who good friend of mine who's been on the show a lot um, at the time he was at Moorhead. So kind of, how did that conversation go about possibility going uh, of going to Morehead? Cause the guys who just named, you know, uh, David and Tony and Reese white, I mean, you're learning from three of the best guys in the country. I
1: had no clue that they were, you know, the people that they were, um, yeah, so I uh, actually, you know, was around Moorhead at camp because we went to Tennessee camp back then. It was at mm-hmm. DT. Um, And so I was kind of around Moorhead already. Um, and then, you know, Tony did core staff. And so I got to talk to him at work weeks for those two years. And then, uh, you know, I finally went down for a clinic. David Clemens and David Shook were there before me. We just had overlapping years. so. You know, when I went down there to try out, they really helped me through that process. And now I can say that I lived in a trailer park with a couple <laughs> in Kentucky. And so, don't get to maybe say that all the time, but I really did, uh, so I lived it. Uh,
0: so, uh, uh, we're here with Miranda, uh, coach at Oklahoma. We're talking about her moving to <laughs> Moorhead, Kentucky. And you know, I mean, we I've, I've spoken to so many Moorhead alums and you know even tony you know like you, you kind of get shocked at like you don't realize how small of a town moorhead is you know and it's it is a tiny town i've been there um it, it is a tiny little town but it's got this university with a prestigious cheerleading program so i mean kind of talk about then the transition going from kent state to moorhead going from um you know groundbound state to literally the heart of cheerleading probably in, in the state of kentucky um, and the expectation, you're joining Moorhead Co-Ed, which is you're expected to win Nationals every yeah. year. Kind of talk about that transition.
1: Yeah. Um, when I first went to uh, Moorhead, that was 2007-2008. Um, and so my first year, all the girls that were on the Nationals mat were returning. So... There was really—I mean, we worked hard, busted our butts. There weren't rules back then, you know. You could back handspring, full up on the concrete without a spotter, right at the game. Um, we did all kinds of things that I think I would—I would never do now, and never ask anyone to do.
0: I, yeah, I—I I mean, I tell stories to my kids. Like we would be in parades, Fourth of July parades, sweating. Double full baskets on the concrete, you know, yeah. X X doubles on the concrete, no problem. And like the thought of doing that now, like, makes me cringe as a coach.
1: Yeah, and even you know, doubles were illegal that first year that mm-hmm. I came in and not, like trying to tumble front to back on it. I mean, I'm just right, basically coming into my first fall. All those rules changed,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so I was very grateful. But <laughs> but you could still uh, do a whole lot. So um, you know, more heads. Uh, You know, even compared to Kent State, the the stadium is very small. Yeah, there we are there. (laughs) And so it looks like a retro uniform. I think they still wear that one.
0: They do, actually. (laughs) I think they do, yeah.
1: I like that uniform anyway. Um, yeah. So my freshman year I was an alternate. Um, and so I was really grateful to get to watch nationals, but not have that pressure of stepping out there yet. Mm -hmm. Right. I got, I got to kind of experience it first and I got a whole lot of reps just being on the side, you know, doing skill after skill after skill while they're getting ready for nationals Um, and you know I really probably my one of my best friends from Moorhead um, male wise is Jeff Van Horn Um, and you know we were both alternates together that year and so I think you know it was definitely like just a bonding and a learning experience before I had to go do it myself Mm -hmm. for for three years I was very lucky to get to do you know that for three years
0: so you cheered two years at Kent State and then three years at Moorhead so and
1: here's at camp four years somewhere.
0: Got it. Okay. Yep. And then what um, What year was your first year at Moorhead? Do you remember?
1: Yeah. So it was 2007, but the Nationals was 2008. Okay. So I went 8, 9, 10, 11.
0: Got and, it. Yeah. So then 2009 rolls around, and I'm assuming you've gotten better. You're learning the system, yeah. and you do make mad, is my assumption. Yep. Okay. So talk yep. about then now that expectation of – Of performing like you you're going on that mat representing Moorhead
1: yeah um I will say one of the great things about Moorhead is they roll pretty deep right (laughs) um there's always a lot of tradition there's always a lot of people that are kind of right there ready to go and I I was very fortunate to learn from you know Mo Rodriguez, just Tony Crump, right? Um, Brittany Casato, um, and that 2009 year was actually the first year of Team USA, and mm-hmm. so um, you know I was around a lot of that because it wasn't cool back then, right? It was mm-hmm. just like a bunch of Warhead people, a bunch of Kentucky people mm-hmm. together. So um, you know, just around that group really helped me um, be ready to do that, and um, and you know we, you know, it was a really one and done thing, right? Because back then the division didn't compete, you know, so Mm -hmm. it it just was very, you know, there was a lot of prep to that for sure. And I think I learned a lot from Tony Nash, you know, just about caring about every single thing, you know, Um, and really getting prepared from having lights in practice to the sound speakers being the same, the same exact warm up, just kind of learning that. Uh, Definitely Mm -hmm. helped. Feel prepared?
0: Was 2009 or 10 where you guys did like the back handspring full ups? Like seven back handspring full ups? Or... So that was
1: 2008. So that. Was oh, like... that was eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they didn't have spots. Yes.
0: Yeah, because you yeah. didn't need to back then.
2: Nope. Yeah. Because,
0: <laughs> so yep. who in their right mind would throw seven back handspring full ups in their routine? <laughs> yeah. Um, true. I I mean I used to remember there's been there was years at, at more had like eight, um, but like it, it's like. I, in my opinion it could be argued the best co-ed routine of the year I mean just just so okay. jam-packed
2: yeah
1: yeah we did a whole lot I was like I said very fortunate to be around even some of the best basket girls in the country like they could do everything frontwards that they could do backwards you know and it was just that was the expectation that's what you did so and taping
0: oh yeah you know? we've oh. we've Me, Ben, me, Ben Schreiber, and Tony have talked about taping. Mark, actually, Coleman has never had to tape as a coach. And we're like, you're so lucky. Oh, my gosh. Like, talk about that quick. Talk about taping. Because for those out there that do not know, back in the day, we had to send in skills tapes for our bids. And it was so meticulous. It was, it had to, literally had to be perfect. Talk about your first taping experience at at Moorhead. Because I've heard Tony was quite the
2: perfectionist
1: yeah um so the Moorhead practice room is right next to a heated pool right uh, and is like a box um, and so uh, it definitely got heated in more ways than one for sure in that practice room especially with you know so many males who were trying to you know because we had so many people that could do those elite skills you're not only were you pushing to be on the mat you were pushing to be an elite right mm-hmm. to get really to mm-hmm. so and thats started in taping, you know, kind of proving yourself. Um, I think we did 93 full ups, like full up for <laughs> my um, You know, and Tony would have these little paper things to like, this is one, right? When you were on the tape, you could rewind and find yep. the one that you needed. Um, you know, uh, yeah, that was interesting.
0: <laughs> to, to all the kids listening, yes, tape. We actually recorded on tapes back then. <laughs> not your phone it wasn't digital (laughs) we're just dating ourselves but that's okay no big deal um so eventually obviously you make Matt you guys tradition of winning at Moorhead Uh, talk about your first win your first collegiate national championship as an athlete
1: um I will say that um I had a very large bobble on the mat Uh um and now I would say you would it would get counted as a fall uh, mm-hmm. back in spring pull up it was at the top not at the top turning around Water <laughs> grabs goes back up doubles comes out you know like we picked right back up so you know we were up years for sure thinking you know oh my goodness this just you know and what's really interesting is you cannot find that video and I swear it's because Tony has, like varsity's of it everybody's version it does not exist I cannot find it ever um but so it was you know uh in a roller coaster just because you know we walked off and and nobody else knew right at first and so just that emotional you know my first time um and so when we won it was we were not expecting it. So it wasn't, you know, great for sure.
0: Uh, for those of you joining us, I'm here with uh, Miranda coach at Oklahoma. We're talking about her Moorhead days. days. Um, if you have any questions for Miranda, actually at the bottom, you'll see a question mark that looks like a deck of cards, tap on that, send some questions. And if we have time at the end, we'll uh, be happy to answer a couple questions there at the end. So again, if you have any questions for Miranda, just tap the question mark at the bottom and send them our way and, and we'll try to get there. So, um, so you're at Moorhead. So my question to you then is first, like, what were you studying? What, what was the major? And I asked this to a lot of people that end up being coaches, like, did you ever think that you would actually make a living out of cheerleading? <laughs> uh,
1: okay, so I was actually a chemistry major. Um, okay. I had a math minor uh, and a criminal justice minor. And then I was worried that I wouldn't want to work in a lab. So my master's degree was a teaching degree for science and chemistry in high school. And then I actually worked for a government lab for about a year right out of college. I completely was done with cheerleading, really tried to, um, you know, move into.
0: Oh, wow. I did. Okay. I love these stories. I did not know that. So, what were you doing in this government lab? Can you um, talk about it?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was one of those crazy labs where you know you had to—if there was a fire, you had to get out of the room in thirty seconds, or they'd get rid of the oxygen in the air because they didn't want to spray things onto equipment, right? Mm-hmm. Like one of those level labs.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's crazy to think about. Then uh, it was in Columbus, Ohio. I was—I was,
0: I was going to ask where were you? Okay, Columbus.
1: Yeah. So it was kind of near home, you know, about an hour away, and. Uh, it was very six in the morning, we would come in and basically we were testing oil samples to make sure like from offshore boats Mm -hmm. to make sure that your Exxon and all those um, were up to standards, Mm -hmm. basically to be sold on the market. And so, depending on how many samples came in, that was how long we were there. So sometimes it was 12 hours, sometimes shorter, sometimes longer. And it was very I didn't get to talk to people, you mm-hmm. know, you were just dot dot. And I almost was done with staff. It was like coming up on that summer after my first year of doing that job and Damon called me because I wasn't gonna be able to do staff and mm-hmm. he said, Like, what are you doing? Like, you know that you wanna do this, you know that you're good at it, you know that, you know. And so I ended up giving my two weeks and being done there. Uh, and then, you know, slowly moved into kind of coaching and, mm-hmm. and and things that led into coaching.
0: So basically, just on a whim, you're like, screw this. I'm out. Here's my two weeks. I am i don't know what I'm doing in cheerleading, but I'm going to do something, basically.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: Wow. I mean, well, good for you taking a leap of faith. I mean, and I've, I've been with other people that have just done the same thing. They just took that leap of faith, you know, yeah. um, and said... I, this is what I love, so I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna make it work, you know, which is awesome. So, um, so okay, so you you've jumped back into the, I guess UCA. I world. doubled
1: down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you, you definitely you're you're all in. You're like I'm making this work. So after that, do you stay in the Columbus area? Then do you move back home, or what? Or did you move to Memphis? Or kind of what was your plans?
1: So I ended up Chris Opine, who's also one of my good friends from mm-hmm. court staff and staffing college. Um, offered me his assistant coaching job at Washington state. So Mm -hmm. I was a grad assistant for two years with Tony. um, And then was at Washington state as an assistant coach. And while I was, there, I was kind of given an opportunity by the Memphis office to start doing international staff. So, okay, in between kind of things at WSU, I would leave and come back. And Chris was great to kind of uh, let me do that, so I could really get my coaching wet. Yes, uh, mm-hmm.
0: I gonna say I'm pretty sure this picture relates to what you're just talking about. <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: Yeah, um, and you know, I was I was very fortunate. I was in 30 countries over wow. 60- Yes. And I sometimes I think varsity doesn't get the credit with internationalizing the sport. Mm -hmm. Like, They They really, you know, there was a group of us that either were alone or sometimes together, just making sure that for sport accord, the governing body right for Mm -hmm. Olympics could see that that cheer is a representation in every country, not just the U.S. Yeah. I learned so much from traveling abroad and doing all those things. Um, and, and I did Macy's that year in the MDA telethon and all those other things that don't happen anymore. But I'm um, dating myself again. <laughs> but yeah, so I uh, then went to WSU after that.
0: Okay. Well, talk about this picture. Where are you? And kind of like, we're going to talk a couple, about a couple of these awesome pictures you sent me. I mean, because I've had a couple other people talk about just the unbelievable travel opportunities you get through this, through cheerleading. So kind of talk about this picture and what you were doing there and, and what was the, what was the goal there?
1: Okay. I'm pretty sure that's Chile. It's really bad uh-huh. that sometimes like it all blends together. Yeah. No, absolutely. So many countries, but mm-hmm. um, my first uh, trip abroad was Costa Rica. And oh. then, from there, you know, I I loved it while I was there and I just told myself, I want to, every single time I get to go somewhere, I want to leave and I want them to want me to come back. And so I really kind of busted my butt to always just make it so that I was going above and beyond no matter where I was and, you know, getting, just making the most out of all of those opportunities. And so, yeah, I got to travel to South America a whole lot. That picture is in Chile uh, and Colombia. You know, Varsity had kind of purchased a, um, a an already existing group there, and so I actually ran kind of a work week on how to make them more like Varsity. Mm-hmm. And so, and then we did the same thing in Germany, and you know, it just kept going. There was mm-hmm. a couple years where I was not in the U.S. very much. I went to Australia. Well- six months Mm -hmm. and then I was in Germany over Thanksgiving and Christmas and I was there you know for for quite a while as well
0: I mean you're you're young I mean I'm sure that it it was awesome but was it tough being away from family
1: it was weird being away during Mm -hmm. holidays that other countries Mm -hmm. don't understand like Thanksgiving they just they're like what do you mean you just eat it yeah you know they don't it's just different um Mm -hmm. I'll say my favorite was definitely Germany. I okay. loved the culture there. Um, and, you know, getting, you know, I did go to a couple concentration camps and just getting to the history off to, I was there mm-hmm. for Oktoberfest. And, you know, I really was very blessed to kind of travel around. And a lot of times I would be in one country and then varsity would tell me oh, hey, you're going to go here now. Yeah, those mm-hmm. are the Alps with Tanner Ledeck.
0: I was, I was going to ask, where was, this was my favorite. This was just beautiful, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, we were teaching um, at camp, um, yeah, in Switzerland, and so we got a day to kind of go to the South and see that. Um, there was a lot of times I was alone, um, but there were a few times where I was with, you know, people like Tanner um, or David Clemens, you know, mm-hmm. um, all those people, so. Uh,
0: so we're here with Miranda talking about her awesome travels, um, and so let's talk about now the transition into coaching. You said uh, Chris, who's an awesome dude. If you uh, don't know Chris, he's, he's just so much fun. He's such a good dude, um, but uh, talk about then, I guess, your first kind of collegiate, you know, assistant coaching position, you know, that you were able to get and kind of learn um, in the Pac-12.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, Chris Opheim, I will say is one of the best, I mean, he's a great coach all around, but he is one of the best yeah. game day coaches. I think that exist. I mean, he created so many traditions for WSU that they still do now. And so I got to learn like really what because Moorhead's not big, so I got to learn what big game day was and what it Mm -hmm. looked like on ESPN and, you know, uh, just what you should be doing during, you know, football games that doesn't involve that skill side of things, and I I really enjoyed it. And then they actually, my first year, competed for the first time there, so they had not Mm -hmm. been competing for a while. I think they did way before, but there was a stint of five or six years before Chris, that they weren't competing, so um, that was also fun. Was kind of getting that program into doing that again, and I actually was not present as a WSU person at nationals. I was still judging college nationals okay. at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was an assistant coach and then went to nationals, but was judging other divisions. Mm-hmm. And then um, you know they were kind of competing, but it was great. It was really great.
0: Um, so you're you're up in Washington. Another new state for ya. Um, how long were you Freezing. at Washington? Freezing cold, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> oh gosh, um, two years, and I did not yeah. know what chains were. I did not know what anything was. I. It was crazy. I. It's. It's a different world out there for during the snow and nice
0: so we're gonna talk about your transition then through the ranks and then obviously when you ended up at Oklahoma Um, but before that again a couple of things you were on one of the uh, USA teams and have been able to experience that I've I've spoken to many people that'd be able to do it but uh, I just think everybody's got their own perspective of it and just great stories so kind of talk about your experience about trying out for the US national team and then competing for them
1: yeah, so I kind of touched a little earlier. It wasn't something cool at first, you know. We didn't really know what it was, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of it was them saying, "Hey, do you want to do another really hard routine with your same coach yelling at you?" Like, <laughs> you
2: know?
1: uh, so it was just very different. Um, that's actually uh, when I did partner stunts with Bud Budlong. Don't look that video up because we dropped. But don't. Like- <laughs> we still won but um we had that was in europe in prague we had flown the day before for i don't even know 21 hours put that uniform on warmed up a routine you know i had stunted with mitch a couple times on college staff but not partner stunt routine and then we just walked out there through that together so um, that was wow wild Uh, but that was one of the first times that you know USA was internationally somewhere else instead of everybody coming to the US. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I will say people are so grateful to even meet you, you know, in mm-hmm. foreign countries. And and I think that is one of my favorite parts even about ICU is that day that you get to trade things and, and you know, it's just, it's, it's a great experience, especially because I had been traveling so much. So, you know, I understood that, not everyone has a spring floor to learn tumbling on when they're ten years old. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that person who's representing Australia, right, isn't is really a level four. You know, it's just very different everywhere. So mm-hmm. it was great though.
0: How many years did you do uh USA? Just the one. You just did. Okay. Just the one year. It, well, got your...
1: This year that you're you've got the picture of it's kinda of like a half year it was later for sure.
0: So you're able to experience Florida and all that stuff, and actually and compete and everything. Yeah. Um, so then, what year are we now? We're like twenty. You're at Washington, What you're at Washington State? What years?
1: Like thirteen, fourteen.
0: Okay, so we're but twenty thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. You've you took the leap of faith, quit the corporate job because it stunk. You hated it. Uh, <laughs> Travelled the world for varsity. Now you're helping at Washington State. Okay, so now what's the next step? What, what is the next part of the story for you?
1: Yeah, so I actually had a very small stop in the Memphis office mm-hmm. um, working for that international group. I started doing a lot of international judges trainings and, um, you know, judging competitions and, and teaching rules to, you know, foreign uh, in foreign countries. And, um, and so I did that while also kind of helping tony crump at memphis you know mm-hmm. I a lot of the practices with carol and and whatnot and um that really helped me keep that coaching kind of piece going even though i wasn't officially a head coach there or
2: anything mm-hmm.
1: and then i had at that point had worked my way up in judging so i was just a judge then i was a head judge then i was a scoring manager which is the worst job in the <laughs> world. Um, and so um, <laughs> a scoring manager for a couple years and still am at high school nationals. and love you, Michelle Edwards. Okay.
0: <laughs> love and, Michelle Edwards. Love Michelle
1: Edwards. Yes. yes. Um, I'll do whatever she wants me to do, I guess. Um, and so I actually met Phil because he was brought in to start judging and I was his scoring manager. And then the year later, he got the job at OU and he called me. Uh, and so I drove to Oklahoma
0: really yeah that's that's the story Yep. you didn't even you didn't even give me a chance to ask that's the Sorry. story no no it's a, it's a perfect segue no it's perfect so okay so through judging you meet phil o'neill who i interviewed a couple months ago yep. and for those of you that have never met phil o'neill okay <laughs> in my opinion like the nicest guy you're ever gonna meet. Like I I I can't. I don't think there's a mean bone in his body. Maybe you've seen it. No. I don't think it exists. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, no. no.
0: Uh, just the nicest guy. When I heard he got the Oklahoma position, I was so happy for him. Um, but I mean, when we're talking about like Oklahoma, I mean we're t- look look at all those kids. Like that is such a huge program. Like we're not talking like 40 cheerleaders and a couple dancers. I mean we're talking like. I don't know. It looks like there's at least 120 kids somewhere Uh, around
2: there.
1: Yeah, we're around 130. Yeah. Yeah,
0: So, oh my. Okay. So, first of all, let's just talk about the discussion first. You know, Phil reaches out to you. What's the discussion, and then how did he convince you to have moved to Norman, Oklahoma?
1: (laughs) So, he, you know, had originally. I think he had the job from the summer. He got kind of high by August timeframe. Um, and they were trying to figure out what to do because the entire staff kind of was removed. So, um, he was trying to figure out coaching, you mm-hmm. know, and he called me, he originally was saying, you know, I could coach one of the teams and I just kept saying, you know, I, if it's not going to be worth it, you know, money wise for me to, um, you know, I just, I don't know, you know, what if I was mm-hmm. the both? They used to practice at the same time so that was kind of what was rough but we you know I'm like well we can separate it out they can practice different days you know so i can be i can have both
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so that took that process took about three and a half months so i actually took the job in november they had kind of been almost practicing on their own it was very messy like mm-hmm. messy understatement when um phil got in here and when i got in here and so he was like you can tell with all those people he was very outnumbered. Yeah. Like,
2: about <laughs> yeah. Three,
1: yeah. So they were kind of doing what they wanted. They got to pick their own partners. So I'm sure everyone can, can guess how well that went.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you know, people were coming in and out of practice whenever they wanted, pretending they had class, lying about stuff. Oh
0: my goodness.
1: <laughs> getting in fights. Like I just can't, it was a whole lot of a mess. Um uh, but, yeah, so I ended up here in November that
0: year. Well, okay, so you're coming at the end of football season, but the beginning of national season. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, so I-, I always love hearing first-year coaching experiences because they're usually hell, to be honest, to put it very bluntly. Um, I've experienced it. I know exactly what you're talking about. And so, okay, so you come in November. Yes. Phil Phil's trying to keep this sa- the-, the ship afloat as as long as he can, but he needs help. So you come in November. Yes. Uh, you're coaching both co-ed and all girl. Yes. So, all right. So Miranda walks in, who is this girl? We don't know who she is. All right. Talk about it. So, Oh, by the way, we gotta get ready for nationals. Let's go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So my second day on the job, I got hired on a Wednesday and uh, Thursday we drove to Texas for the Texas game. So <laughs> I was driving a 15 passenger van and um, I had no clue any of the kids' names that were in the car. It was a junior-senior game because it's an mm-hmm. upper game, right, uh, at a neutral site. Big deal, right? Red yeah, river
0: absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I probably didn't fully understand how big that game was at the time. So I'm driving down. I'm like, why the heck are we taking these kids down two days early before a football game? Like, mm-hmm. what the heck is going on? You know, then I'm like, we're at four different appearances. I have to be in a skirt and a suit, basically, to, like, do all these appearances. We're doing this crazy Southwest Airlines appearance where we're pulling a plane, <laughs> pulling a plane with text. Like, it was crazy. I'm I'm in the middle of the game. I have no idea pregame, by the way. You know, because I don't really know what they do yep. at games because I haven't been to one yet. I'm standing. I'm like, hey, you, the blonde. No, the other blonde. You're flying upside down. You know, like I didn't know anything. Uh-huh. Crazy. Um, Luckily, you know, Kyle Kackelmeyer, there were some kids in there that had done staff. So Mm -hmm. a few of them knew me. And as far as the respect side of things, um, you know, uh, that was achieved pretty quickly just because Mm -hmm. of them that were like, no, no, she knows what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. But old girl had been doing two mans, like straight up two man stunts for three months. So I knew from the beginning, like we weren't going to be able to compete them safely here. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we, co-ed had continued to kind of push themselves very, you know, as males do. Um, they kept doing all their flips and doing all that stuff, uh, even without a coach. So co-ed you know could was ready to go and we did compete them that first year uh that I was here but all girl did not they sat that year out
0: okay so um your first nationals experience as a head coach now um do you remember it do you remember kind of the expectations like what you were hoping to accomplish and kind of what you know cuz obviously it's it's always a process you know we talk about it as co- we, it's a process it's you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's gonna take years before the process finally is really there. But you know, you gotta start somewhere, and it's your first nationals, and you have two months with these kids to get them ready. Uh so kind of can you talk about that first national experience with your co-ed team?
1: Yeah. Uh so they had not been making finals, right? So they had kind of already had a team goal uh that I thought was mildly the bar was set appropriately, you know, let's let's go and and try to make finals, you know? Uh I they They did not have a routine that was laid out very D1A that they weren't used to that. So it was their first time kind of doing a real D1A routine where there was an IME. They had to do full ups, right? Mm -hmm. They had to do an elite with two flips and a transit, right? I was pushing them to kind of, not because the first year didn't matter, but I was like, you know what? we got to just do it, right? Mm-hmm. We can't baby it the entire time. So, you know, here we go. This is what we're doing. We're doing two sets of baskets and you need to learn this basket. And, you know, and I was, I mean, it's very fortunate and lucky here. We have a lot of all-star kids. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of girls that come in with great body awareness um, and have really perfected their craft for a really long time. And then there are a lot of males here that played other sports. Mm-hmm. So they have the size, right? Right. Uh, They just maybe don't have the grip yet. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we really pushed that first year to learn the basics, even though we were competing at nationals, I will say we did not make finals that first year. Mm -hmm. Um, I've never, I cry. Oh, I can still remember standing on the second floor of those tennis or whatever the heck building we were at with Keegan. Right. At the time, Mm -hmm. like these kids are so good and it's all my fault. Right. And, and so, but we just kept pushing from there, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I did have a large group of males that were getting ready to graduate when I first came in and I really wanted to make it so that when they left, they felt finished mm-hmm. because they were dudes capable of one-arm rewinds and all those elite caliber skills.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, but they really did, I think, push the program that co-ed team did, mm-hmm. uh, you know and when old Girl was finally on board it mm-hmm. it, it clearly went from there so mm-hmm. great
0: so how many years have you been at oklahoma now
1: so that year was 2016 so 16- okay so five so.
0: okay okay so you're going to your fifth year here um when you got there i mean i'm quite sure you and phil talked about it but kind of what i guess what was the roadmap? i mean guess what was the goals what what, when you first got there, I mean, obviously, like any program, whether it's established or not, there's things that you want to get accomplished as the coach. Like, there's things that you want to uh, establish. There's things that you want to implement. Um, yeah. So kind of what were the first, like, two things, two or three things that you're like, all right, I, these things need to be changed. Like, this is what I hope to get done eventually here.
1: Okay. Um, I'm, like, trying not to, you know, those kids were great. They mm-hmm. had been coached by some you know just maybe not in the best way mm-hmm. right and so it's amazing how quickly you forget how to work hard right mm-hmm. um, I think I just for me it was getting the work ethic back that that mm-hmm. had their whole lives but suddenly kind of forgot I mean mm-hmm. because I was fighting little battles like sitting down at practice not going over on your phone like sitting down on the mat mm-hmm. like. All the stunt groups are going, and you've done your however many pull-ups, and so you think you're good enough and can sit down. Like, Mm -hmm. what's going on? (laughs) Um, So it was really crazy. So really working hard Mm -hmm. was things for sure. Um, And then they were, you know, they had tryouts for football games, so there was a lot of friction and tension between the kids and the program at first. Um, Mm -hmm. There were groups for sure. Uh, that were friends and and but there was definitely friction between all and Coe. Definitely friction, you know, between a lot of the teams. So trying to kind of give it an even playing field for everybody mm-hmm. you know, uh, was definitely probably the number two thing for us.
0: When did you think? When did you finally start seeing like, okay, it's happening. Here it is. Okay, this is starting to happen. Do you maybe do you remember that moment or do you can you kind of just have a feel? Like you had that feel like oh my goodness, okay, this is, this is kind of our program now. We're starting to see it. Like, do you kind of maybe remember, maybe it was a practice or a game or a nationals performance that you're like, yes. okay, this is it?
1: Yes. Um, I think, to be honest, it was a post that I put up that talked about lines, mm-hmm. meaning like we finally did a game where when you took pictures at different points in the game, it actually looked like we were a D1A cheer team, mm-hmm. like everybody was in a straight line everybody's Meg was up, not just five people or two people or whatever, right? Like everybody was doing the same thing and in a nice line and it looked good in pictures. Mm-hmm. And I think it was an Im- an immediate, after that moment, we started getting used way more on the, the wallpaper of the bookstore and the, you know, just around campus. And, mm-hmm. and I think the kids enjoyed like, oh my gosh, there I am. You know, I'm like, well, you're in that picture because it looks good because you're standing in a freaking line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They don't care that you can do a one arm rewind. Can you right. smile and all look the
2: same?
1: <laughs> all put, same arm up, same knee. Every yeah, exactly.
0: Because mm-hmm. so. um, I've definitely experienced sometimes marketing uses a picture and I'm like, why did you use that picture? Oh yeah. my goodness! Because like you know, I notice the cheerleaders in the background and they're like a little off and you're I'm like, oh my gosh, why would you use that picture? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah.
0: Um. So okay. As we all know, eventually, like the all-girl team goes from not even competing to winning a national championship, which is unbelievable. Which only happened like two years, three years. Yeah, that, that that's like mind blowing. Yeah. Yes. And it's not like Oklahoma. Like you've said it. I mean, Oklahoma's had an established all-girl program for years. Unbelievable talent coming from Oklahoma and Texas areas. I mean, you have all these great gyms and all these great, these athletes coming in. It's just putting it, but talent can only get you so far. So we got, you got to put it together. You got to make this happen. Right. So, yeah. so we, talk about the journey then with the all girl team going from not even competing, making that decision. Cause you honestly didn't feel it was going to be safe yeah, to, yeah. Oh my gosh, I think we could win a national championship.
1: Yeah. So, um, I think once I finally got them away from doing two mans, like the big thing about two mans was there were so many top girls, like I get to be a top girl. Right. That was a big thing. So after we finally changed that mindset of like, no, no, we're going to get looked at because we work hard and bust our butts and, and make it, you know, um, and make progress. Right. Uh, And so once we kind of had that core group, I, you know, after I had kind of had my first tryout and, and gutted the group, right? Um, <clears throat> we actually competed in 2017 and they were six. So mm-hmm. they uh, they hit uh, a routine. There was like a weird pyramid, didn't make it all the way over, but it still stayed in the air kind of a thing. Um, and then in 2018, I would say that group just really took off. Um, in that fall, they, you know, just worked so hard and um they increased like the pace that they were doing things, um not to mention the, the beats per minute that they were doing things. Um and they were just a really good unit. And actually by then we had a really good relationship between co ed and all girl. And there were a lot of boys that spent a lot of time in their practice room spotting because it was the first time they had done these hard pyramids. So Which
0: is nice to have. I mean, it is nice to have that just for safety purposes. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so there was just that kind of support and co-ed had been, you know, had never stopped competing. And so it was good for that all-girl team to see like, oh, they're, you know, they're going full out. We should be going full out. Right. And Mm -hmm. and it helped that kind of upwards uh, momentum helped them for sure. Um, You know. Tony's a very good friend of mine, and, you know, he had been dominating the division, you know, for years, mm-hmm. and uh, in 2018, you know, and through the time that I was here, I was calling him a lot, mm-hmm. just to have questions, to talk, you know, like I said, these kids had never really cheered even a basketball game, I, I, I didn't know, you know, how to teach them some of the things that they needed to be taught, because I just thought people knew that, mm-hmm. um, so I was talking to him a lot, actually, in 2018, and, you um, you know, uh, we got down there, and not that I knew we were gonna hit because I don't think you ever know. But but I have all star girls; they know how to turn that on, mm-hmm. and, and that second day is always gonna be better, right? Because that's two day all star competitions, and so mm-hmm. um, they were just really a unit. They embraced grit. You know, we read a book here. Uh, I say read; I read to them, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> a, a book titled Grit, and it's all just about. You know, enthusiasm is common, but endurance is rare. And mm-hmm. so can you can you push hard consistently over a long period of time? And so they they really embraced it that year. That was their team break, right? Um, and so you know, we practice near IU because we use their mats and. Mm-hmm. and- so it helped them kind of just get to know the division very quickly and then mm-hmm. they won we did not know <laughs> if that was going to happen uh we almost didn't make finals that year um, mm-hmm. because we dropped in the cheer, and that is just you can't drop in the cheer. right we,
0: we i call it the kiss of death usually of death. Yes. Mm-hmm. if you drop yeah. in the cheer, you you might not make finals <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: yeah yep so we went from like 15th to first uh and and they did. They earned that for sure. Um, it was great.
0: Um, I remember in 2018 because that's when when Purdue won. Also, we won our first, and oh, and you guys won your. I remember yeah, 2018, 20 2018 was like the year like three or four teams won their first. It was kind of like teams out of nowhere that not out of nowhere, but like oh my gosh, they won. It was yeah. kind of a feel good year, you know, um, yeah. that these teams won their first. Right. Um, and so. Uh, I remember being at all girl finals and I remember sitting there and I'm like, wow, I, I think Oklahoma has a chance. You know, I just, I remember that I was sitting there cause ours all done on Saturday. We're done Saturday night yeah. and we won. So, you know, I'm in a great mood. I'm in a good mood all weekend, but then I'm like, well, I'm going to go see, I got to go watch finals, you know? And, and I was, there, I was there to support, you know, um, Tony and IU, I, you know, even though we're rival schools, but like, I absolutely support all my friends and, and their teams and, and everything. And, but then I was like, man, Oklahoma, I, think he has a chance here holy cow so uh talk about waiting uh, it's the most stressful thing ever it's when they're going from like tenth, 9 eighth. it's just the most so when did you kind of think like holy cow we i think we have a chance here i think we might have a chance
1: yeah well and there aren't you know i again i like to say i'm i'm very fortunate here to have two teams so when i have two teams down at nationals and i'm the only coach i don't get to see crap mm-hmm. Edit myself, crap. No, oh, yeah, that's crap. fine. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I really didn't know what any of the other routines looked like. I mean, I assumed that Bama All Girls was good. So when we got to that second place and Bill Seely's on the mm. mic and he's yeah. two very good football teams and <laughs> and um, and crimson and white and same colors and and all that. Um, you know, I really wasn't sure at the time because I did not know what their routine looked like. Um or how they had performed it so um it was really a you know and i wasn't even near them i i i like to let it be about them you mm-hmm. know so i was kind of back uh actually keen and, and whatnot and so um it was you know actually i think i was with jocelyn too um mm-hmm. and colby and and stuff uh but anyway uh and and so they announced and i was like wow all right like you know good job um they earned it for sure. Uh-huh. Um, uh
0: huh. I remember that too, and it was like it was the t- uh, like I said it was the, it was, talking nationals. I mean, and you guys had uh, a great routine last year. Also, I mean, you guys you guys have you've been consistently now it, it's 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 consistently been up there, which has yeah. got it to, had to have been one of the goals, right? Is like yep. to be a consistent national contender.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you would have, asked, I mean, I tell them this all the time is after that first year, we didn't talk about winning. Like, when we were working hard in 2019, we never talked about the win. Because Mm -hmm. in my, like, it kind of happened early. And not that we didn't deserve it, because we did. I just think, like, I didn't want them to start resting on kind of what they were doing. We weren't Mm -hmm. doing front aerials yet. We weren't Mm -hmm. doing back in pull-ups yet, right? And and I pushed them to watch West Georgia and Moorhead All-Girl and teams from other divisions. and and so we didn't really talk about it too much because i wanted them to not rest on that and mm-hmm. to push to be what we are i would say now which is we say flash or fire uh and which is a fire right that consistently uh burns for sure mm-hmm. yeah
0: D- does tony still talk to you <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah yes he actually was the first person to to, to walk over and mm-hmm. and you know side hug you know congratulations you know like it was great so um mm-hmm. yeah
0: <laughs> i i believe that but that's funny no i mean i we talk about a lot in our in our community like there's obviously some you're never gonna lie everybody like each other but i would say for the most part especially when it comes to college coaches like we really do respect each other for the most part like there's a uh a friendship there because we just understand like man it's a grind you know it's a long season football then basketball oh and then nationals oh and then march madness and then oh then you have tryouts and then oh my goodness and then there's just no break as you know except for when there's a pandemic going on then we have a long break (laughs) um but uh let's go into this picture here uh i I think it speaks for itself but i would love for you to just talk about this
1: yeah okay well first of all the star of the show right there is tila in the middle <laughs> yeah. uh keegan has had tila for 13 years uh and she doesn't have teeth so her tongue hangs out that are tryouts right she gets to come uh, she comes to ou and visits a lot uh I actually, um, I got two rings in 2018. So I got the nice And then also got engaged that year. So mm-hmm. that was definitely, you know, a joke. People would ask which rings more, you know. But I, will, I'll, I'll never tell that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this was actually a picture that when we finally kind of officially, you know, got married. Uh, mm-hmm. We got to the courthouse originally, and then um, finally got to do the pictures and and dress the most girly i've probably ever been
0: <laughs> so um so you've, you've already mentioned keegan a little bit i mean can i just if you don't like talk how'd you guys meet and then kind of how did it kind of blossom into marriage
1: <laughs> yeah um so i was i don't even know what year, college staff um i started doing college staff when i was a third year so mm-hmm. um and i'm a 16 but some point in there um we were at, it was actually the year that the USA Olympic team went to the Olympics for the first time. And so when they split, they had to bring on all these new staffers to these college camps because there weren't enough people to send people over. They'll have it. So uh, we were at Santa Barbara College Camp. And this person was late because their flight got in late. And they were supposed to be my toss and I me, whatever it was that year. And I was like, well, I hope this guy's good.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: I don't know, um, and then in walks this kid from UCF, right? Um, and so we kind of got to know each other a little <laughs> bit then, and, and really developed our friendship over the course of quite a few years. Uh, and then you know, one day we were both kind of single at the same time, and and the and it worked out. The timing worked out. So
0: yeah. Uh, and uh, and what does Keegan do now?
1: So he's at Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. At GCU. Hmm. Uh, in Arizona, and he's definitely, you know, loving it there. Uh, they've always been, you know, a team at Santa Barbara that's been a lot of fun, and and were they work hard for sure. And so um, he really liked them as a staffer, and he was so excited when he, you know, got the chance to interview there.
0: How is it being married to another coach? How is that?
1: Um, you know, we do talk a lot about coaching, but not constantly about coaching we definitely have the yin and yang of other things in there just family and and the news i guess covid you know um but it is nice to finally kind of be able to have somebody that really i can vent to um about things especially that like i said that first year here when i was just trying everything i could from yelling to silent treatment <laughs> <laughs> every literally everything <laughs> yeah. loud and whatever and so um it was nice to have that support he's always been very supportive um here and and he does a lot of our videography because he really loves that
2: Mm -hmm.
1: uh the kids like having him here
0: i would say uh yeah i mean uh for Grand Canyon, great program, great game day. They're, they've been known for their marketing, their, great, their game day traditions there at, at Grand Canyon. Um, and uh, Keegan's uh, been uh, a consistent watcher on our Coach's Corner. He's great. He comments a lot, which is great. It's awesome. I, I love it when other coaches like chime in and are watching, which is awesome. Um, so before I let you go here, uh, I want to show this video because I love this video you shared with me here. Real quick, let me unplug my headset so people can hear it.
1: Yes, yeah, so that is pregame. That's the very first song of pregame. So at that point, they had just ran out there. Uh, and that's my lines that I was talking about earlier. Like, everybody's on the line, everybody's doing exactly the same thing. We made it, we're there.
0: I mean, just, just watch it. Look at the crowd, look at the, the atmosphere. I mean, yes. To, to, to be an Oklahoma cheerleader, Clearly, is a privilege. I mean, you're real quick before I let you go because we have about three minutes left. Talk about your first like Oklahoma home football game. How was that?
1: Okay, so we definitely do it big here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had Baker Field at the time, um, and I really enjoyed him. I was here all four of his years, and um. He was just a you know a playmaker and definitely excitement as far as the game was concerned, but you know, we have a flyover and we're in charge of the ponies with the schooner and you know, um we're here six hours before the game because we gotta do eight million things and um I do remember walking out um and and definitely thinking, Well, this is definitely not Moorhead, you know. Yeah. This- it's not even
0: watching let's be it's not even Washington State I mean no. it, it, I mean it's yeah I mean Oklahoma's uh, I would one day I'm throwing it out there to you and Phil I'd love to go to Oklahoma game sometime oh, it's got to be it's got to be one of the top five in the country it's got to be I mean I, I've never been there but I'm just gonna assume that so
1: yeah and there's always somebody like famous people walking around you know you'll just be standing there and then you're like is that you know yeah whatever? like oh okay <laughs> you know um, and that's just definitely keeps you on your toes for sure
0: so we got about a minute and a half here Instagram just cuts you off but real quick my last question I always like to ask everybody oh, one gosh. piece of advice that you've received that you use today as a coach
1: okay um, 90 seconds I would say <laughs> <90 seconds. laughs> I would say and, and I tell this to my kids a lot too is like being a yes person and not as in saying yes to a lot of Things, as in you know, no matter the obstacles or the barriers, you know, making something happen. Um, you know, the obstacle becomes the path, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and just that persistence delivers. And so, just keep keep hammering at it, whatever it is. For sure.
0: Miranda, thank you so much. This was so much fun. I knew I'd learn something about you, which was awesome. And, and uh, we will definitely keep in touch. And uh, thank you for always helping out with the show. I appreciate it. I'm sure I'll reach out to you again to be a, another oh, guest on Coach's Corner sometime.
1: I love it. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks. Have a great day, Miranda. That was Miranda, head cheerleading coach at the University of Oklahoma. That was so much fun. Um, uh, to all oh, Everybody out there, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm actually going to be taking a little bit of a break uh, because I'm about to be an uncle. Yes, my sister is going to be having her baby here in the next few weeks. Uh, So I'm going to go do uncle duties and go visit her. So I'm going to take a little break from full-out chats for a couple weeks so I can uh, celebrate my first nephew, which I'm super excited for. But uh, as always, when I return, it'll be great to see you. Stay healthy. Stay safe. See everybody. Are you ready? Full Out Chats. Do you know what time it is? F-U-L-L-O-U-T.
2: We got control, we got the right. We got the vision, you lose the sight. We will never stop. What? We got the drop, yeah. What, 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 what time is it? Full out. We're live in five, six, seven, eight.